재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵. It's time for Did You Know, our weekly chat with Michelle Kong from the Seoul Global Center. She brings us up to speed on everything from civic affairs to history to trivia about Korea that even some of the Koreans out there don't know. Hi, Michelle. Good morning, Kurt. Hey, before we start uh, on this sort of look at Seoul city policy for the year and how that's gone, let's read out a few of our answers to the question of the week. We asked, what's your favorite winter destination? And we've gotten a whole lot of feedback on it, actually. Uh, let's see. We've got 7846 in Korean. I'm going to let the team translate that rather than murder the Korean language here on live radio. Uh, we've got 4014 saying, I go to an outdoor skating rink every winter. I went to the Seoul Art Center ice rink last year and had a good time. Public skating is always a really popular thing in the winter. 1151 says, I love the ocean, so my favorite place is Kangwon province, such as Sokcho, Kangnung. I can see the beautiful beaches and eat a lot of delicious foods. I love a beach in winter, don't you? Oh, sure. You don't want to swim, but you just want the view and you want to kind of stay warm while you look out the window. Um, 6070 says, the best place I like to go in winter is the Omuk. Bah. Oh, right? yeah. A little tense, and you got the omuk steaming in there, and you can get a little bit of a steam spa treatment mm. for your skin. We've got uh, 7846. We'll translate your answer in just a moment. It's a lengthy paragraph in Korean, uh, and I'll let the team translate that and read it out. All of you are getting a cup of coffee this morning. We'll send you a mobile gift icon. Michelle, what's your favorite? Uh, if I want to stay warm, probably I would have to say my room. But um, Nami Leia just said that too. I said, <laughs> oh, really? "What's your favorite destination?" She goes, "I like my blanket." Oh, but if you want to just indulge yourself into this beautiful winter wonderland here in Korea, I think Sarak Mountain. Mm-hmm. Or I have this. Um, I have this trip to Nami Island. It's a little island not far from Seoul. It's actually the uh, uh, background of the. TV I drama. Remember. That's good Sonata. in the winter. That's good in all seasons, really. Yeah. 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 But winter was really nice. Winter mm. is especially the snow, if you've got a little bit on the trees. Right. And, yeah. Mm. You've got romantic sensibilities, Michelle. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so let's transition into Seoul's year, 2017, mm-hmm. in terms of some of the uh, policies and stuff like that. Seoul City is especially attentive to what people have to say, right? It's a very participatory sort of we want to hear what you think government yeah i think so and then lots of events lots of um opportunities you can actually take part in to voice out your opinions and whatnot right um and then one of the things i like to introduce one of those uh policies or events that you can actually reflect on the year 2017 Mm -hmm. um well the city actually is holding an online and offline vote to select the policies that attracted most interest this year. Mm. Uh, this is an event where each participant is requested to vote, uh, cast votes on the top 10 policies from 30 policies uh, that have been implemented this year. And uh, policies are all classified into different categories of economy, welfare, culture uh, or tourism, and urban regeneration, mm. environment, and so on. So this is the old New York Mayor Koch question. How am I doing? Mm. Kind of thing. Right. Give us a report card on these various policies that came mm-hmm. out. What are some like really specific exam- examples? Example. Uh, many of you guys are familiar with this overpass, a Seoul station overpass, a Seoul. 
Solo 7017. Yes. We did an urbanism on mm-hmm. that. Uh, we previewed it. And ever since then, you know, they've, they've planted all the trees and it's uh, grown in a bit more. Like uh, do people like it, do you think? I think so. It's think one so of, too. yeah, cities' attractions, right? Do you remember that shoe thing that they did? Yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't, uh, I, I was, let's, let's be diplomatic here. I was of mixed minds on that one. Mm. Uh, but it's good to, to try things. It's got the uh, good meaning behind this installation, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I think I like the Sky Garden as it is the now. Sky, yeah, right. <laughs> Minus the shoes. Right. Uh, but yeah, a Sky Garden. And I guess in winter, they've got a lot of evergreens and mm-hmm. whatnot. So it's a mix of trees. Some of them will flower in spring. Some yes. of them will keep their shape in winter. It's uh-huh. nice. Right. That's right. So we are going to look into some of the policies so I can help you to choose your favorite policies out of all these. Um, the first one, we just talked about this romantic ambience uh, in the <laughs> intro, but how about a t o k s u g u n g palace? We can start from this. All right. Mm-hmm. Have you ever walked to uh, t o k s u g u n g Palace? What is the conventional wisdom in Korea? Because I've heard two separate things. I've All heard right. if you walk that wall to the, what is it, the, the south uh-huh. of t o k s u g u n g you're going to break up with the person that I you're with. I think we just talked about it together on this program, right? Didn't we? Yeah. Is that what it's it like means? It's like superstition, right? It's superstition. Mm-hmm. Um, because there was a court in the past. Mm-hmm. That's why it was like one of the uh, ways you can just break up with your spouses. You know, like, I mean, like one of your spouse, one of your spouses, sorry, your spouse or uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, partners. Right. So if, um, if, 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 if your boyfriend takes you there to d o k s u g o n g Palace to walk, you should be suspicious. Well, it's actually a really nice uh, walkway, isn't it, though? Like in the it's fall. Really nice. mm. yeah. It's beautiful. You're walking by the Anglican Church and the um, sort of the residence, the U.S. ambassador's residence. Sure, that's right. And so, there's lots of statues. And- lots of statues. And t a k s u g u n g has so many things you can actually appreciate. Mm. Um, it's right at the corner of Seoul's busiest downtown intersection. t o k s u g u n g actually means Palace of Virtuous Longevity. Toksu uh, means. Toksu. Mm-hmm. Really, I never mm-hmm. knew that. And it became a palace in 1593 when the king Sonjo moved in after all the other palaces in Seoul were destroyed during the Japanese um, invasion. Mm. So it was an auxiliary palace for a long time. So how does this tie into the Seoul city policy? All right. So it's got this historic significance, the palace itself, but it's also famous for its picturesque road. With a stone wall, this is one of those popular romantic strolls. Um, but then this is an ideal spot not only for couples to stroll along, but important path for Joseon kings as well. Nice. Uh, they had to walk on this stone wall path to go to nearby Gyeonggi-gung or Seonwon-jung Shrine Hall at Changdeok-gung Palace. Mm-hmm. This is where portraits of former kings were enshrined. Mm. And in particular, we talked about King Gojong, who Coffee King. Yeah. <laughs> he um, actually walked on this Stonewall Road to visit the Russian legation building nearby. Have you seen this Russian legation? It's still there. The facade of this tower. I'm not sure if I've seen that or not. Oh, I should really? have by now. I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So this uh, stone wall that encompasses the entire Toksugung Palace stretches 1.1 kilometer, but some 100 meters of walkway was closed until last year. It was off limits. Mm. Okay. So they opened it? They opened it this year. That's great. 
<laughs> right. Of course, it's great. Is this the chunk that the uh, British gave back? That's exactly right. Yeah, they had it once, I, and it was a very uh, mundane thing. I think some functionary in the British embassy a few decades ago mm-hmm. forgot to like up the lease on that particular section. And so they kind of packaged it as, "Hey, we're generously giving this back," but in, in truth, the British didn't have any kind of claim on it or contract on it anymore. Right. So, uh, 170 meters was sort of blocked, uh, but then uh, this year, 100 meters of this walkway is open to the public mm. because the Seoul city and the British authority signed a. Um, MOU mm-hmm. to just restore this area. Uh, actually, the British embassy occupied this section uh, for 60 years. 60? 60 years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think soon the remaining 70 meters of the, uh, in the, uh, the walkway will be open soon. The Seoul City just actually announced that it's going to make it happen. This has been sort of a year of openness. I mean, that whole section in front of Chongwa Dae mm-hmm. opened up. Right. Uh, that's probably not a Seoul City government affair. That's more of a federal Central, government, right. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's nice that these sections of the of the city are opening up. I think so too. Mm. Uh, in the uh, historical. Term. This was a very unique zone. Actually, there were this uh, foreign uh, foreign legations, including the Russian one, an American one, uh, China. Right. So this is like a very unique zone for expats in the Chengdong area. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's one Solo seventy seventeen and uh, the opening of Doksugong passageway there near mm-hmm. the British Embassy. Those are likely to be voted as popular. Right. right? So. Um, what other kind of stuff are people voting on? Um, there are some policies for young people who are struggling to enter the job market. You know, it's already a huge burden on their shoulders to find a job, right? But even if they are lucky enough to get a job interview, you know, young college kids, they don't have any income. So buying a new suit or dress for uh, the job interview would be stressful as well. There was a suit uh, sort of lend-out thing, wasn't there? Yeah, that's right. So do you know about this uh, in details, about this free suit rental service card? At some point, I don't mm-hmm. remember if it was you, Michelle, or somebody came on this program and presented it. Mm. Uh, they said, there's this great idea, you can get a suit and so on. Uh, it might have been our old segment, TBS 120, but I thought it was a wonderful idea. Yeah, I think so, too. So you, you know, uh, who has never had a chance to um, have this job interview, they don't really know what to wear or mm-hmm. how to accessorize with their uh, fashion items. You know, what if you can rent a full um, formal suit? That's fantastic. Right. And then it gets some help from stylists or makeup mm-hmm. artists, you know. Do a little this with your hair. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so residents um, aged 18 to 34 can use this service. It started from April. And since then, more than 3,000 job seekers actually rented a suit for their job interviews. And then 90% were in their 20s. And more women like this service. And one study showed a job seeker pays on average 105,000 won for a suit Per interview, that's a lot. Do they buy different ones for different interviews? I think they would. They maybe want to. Mm. I don't know about guys. Maybe these guys have only one suit. They can just wear it with a different tie. I well, I mean, I really only have one suit at any okay. given time anyway. <laughs> but uh, certainly, a broke job seeker probably only has one suit. Yeah. 
unless you you know you come from wealth or whatever. But um, yeah, if you're if you're looking for your first job and you've you don't have much money, mm. that's at the lower end too. That one hundred five, that's a an inexpensive suit. Yeah, usually it's two hundred or three hundred. Right, right. Uh, but they already pays a lot of money. So uh, this is not just a suit rental service. You can rent ties, belts. Or even shoes, and uh, there are three rental places you can choose from: Shincheon or Gonggook University, uh, and Wangshimni. And you can visit any place that's most convenient. And if you are uh, not a fashion person, if you <laughs> you're a fashion terrorist, then don't you worry. The staff will pick a cloth for your style that suits the purpose of the job interview as well. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you can rent one suit for three nights and four days. Uh, one person can rent up to 10 times a year. Everything is free of charge. And you can get a free makeup instruction and get your resume photo taken at there as well. Oh, they'll do the photo as well? Yes. Well, that's a big help. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then they'll do the little photo tweaks with photo finishing software. Right. Ah, I mm-hmm. like it. So that's that's a small thing, yeah. you know, but that that stands to make a huge difference. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so helping the young mm-hmm. to get into the workplace, also some elderly policies, right? That's right. Um, the Visiting Community Service Center. This is basically social welfare delivery system. This was introduced to resolve the issues relating to welfare dead zones. So when we talk about this welfare dead zones, we have to talk about lonely death, uh, or in Korean, kodoksa, people, people, the seniors, they are dying alone. That's, uh, social problem in Korea as Korea is becoming an aging society. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some big articles being written on that. In our next door, next door in Japan, that's happening a lot too. Oh, that's right. Uh, falling through the safety net and uh, sometimes dying and not being discovered for a while because nobody's coming to care for that's you. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And it's not just a problem of the elderly. Some single households, they're economically desperate. And I don't know, Kurt, you probably know about this uh, incident that caused a considerable stir in Korean society. A mother and her two daughters, they committed suicide together at their home in mm. uh, one uh, particular area. And so after suffering from uh, serious poverty. So elderly people, they're um, living alone, fear they would die alone. And those single households, they suffer from financial need. Um, they can get some government support. But they don't really know about this. Yeah. And it's not always about bottom line, you know, uh, money. Mm. Sometimes it's just about uh, they have no human companionship. Right. Or they, that's the, one of the real problems with elderly poverty is that they go days and days and days without anybody mm-hmm. talking to them or caring about them, right? Right. Yeah. So that's how this Visiting Community Service Center program uh, started. Uh, for example... Like public officials would visit all these socially vulnerable groups in person. Uh, let's say a woman gives a gives birth, and then child welfare agent and a medical team would visit the house to check with the infant vaccination schedules or guide about a medical checkup for a kid, uh, even breastfeeding program. For the elderly, social welfare officials visit the seniors to give some counseling about available welfare services, including subsidy programs, and a check with their health condition. 
So you can probably see um, this car called Chatdongi. This they drive a car called a Chatdongi that stands for Chajaganen Dongsamuso or Visiting Community Center mm. uh, in Korean. Does it say that on the car? No. It says so, Chatdongi. Ah, uh, now mm. I see it. I, I've been shown a mm. photo on the electronic screen here. I'll look for those. I haven't really taken note of those. It's cute. The chat has little sneakers on it. Oh, yes. Like it's walking around. <laughs> That's right. Mm. Uh, or they drive a truck. That's converted into a moving office on the go. Uh, that's equipped with some automated document issuing machines for civil affairs or some space uh, for counseling. So they drive this car to neighborhood to neighborhood. For kids, uh, some nurses would visit daycare centers. Or for uh, business people or office workers like us, gym trainers would visit office workers with sports equipment. So you can actually play some ping, uh, table tennis or, uh, I don't know, like many other um, fun, sporty um, activities. That's can an enjoy. interesting concept. Mm. Somebody shows up with a table tennis table, <laughs> sets it up, you play ping pong for a half yeah, an hour so or so. Korean people eat their lunch really quickly. So they uh, have their lunch and then come out and <laughs> be outdoorsy. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. I, you know, I'd, I'd like to, uh, you could also set up like a little sort of foam volleyball net too. That would be fun. Yes. Mm. Lots of ideas. Right. So um, that's uh, welfare. I guess we've talked our way through the various welfare programs. Mm. Um How about culture? This is, after all, a culture program. Okay, right. So the cultural aspects. Well, a new park is opened up in Seoul near the Hangang Riverbank of Han River. Mm. It's called the Seoul Battleship Park. Battleship Park. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm keen to go to that. I've mm -hmm. biked by it. It's basically just a battleship in the Hangang, right? Yes, yes. Mm. But do you know what sort of uh, vessels they are? What sort of stories they have? Not particularly yet. I mm. keep wanting to go with our friend Colin and do sort of an urbanism on uh, that that ship. Oh, okay. But um, what, what's the backstory? All right. So this park is located in a Mangwon Hangang Park, showcasing two retired naval destroyers and one retired small submarine. Mm. And old vessels that were not in use after retirement became a new sort of tourist attraction. Uh, out of three vessels, the first one is Frigate Seoul, Seoulham. This is the biggest one. Mm. And the former mayor of Seoul, Yeon Bohyun, gave the name to the vessel when it went into commission in 1984. Okay. It's uh, 1,900 tons, and 130 people can actually be on board at a time. It's uh, about a soccer-filled uh, Uh, size in length. Mm. It's as high as a eight-story apartment building. Uh, it's been uh, protecting the waters of the capital area for 30 years. And a tour is available. I think you will just see uh, what it was like. Uh, imagine the lives of these uh, Navy crew members by checking out sleep cabins or a dining room, canteen, you mm -hmm. know, uh, and then missiles as well. A lot of these boats, uh, I, I was never in the Navy, but they describe uh, hot racking, right? Mm -hmm. Where, you know, some dude wakes up to go to his shift and you get right into the bed <laughs> where he got up out of. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, and then another one is 150-ton Tamsuri Patrol. Uh, this is the destroyer, which is the same model that was mobilized during the battle with North Korea. In the waters of the West Coast in 1999, that's mm -hmm. called Yeonpyeong Hejeon. 
And the last one is the smallest. It's got a cute name, Dolgore. What does that mean? Dolphin. Ah, uh, that's a nice name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can go inside the submarine? Yeah, of course. I would like to do that. Yes, yeah. it's so tiny. It's so tiny. You cannot actually imagine how soldiers could just fit in this tiny submarine. But this was uh, first made by Korea. It was on a mission until last year. Mm. It was built in 1983 for some special agents. You know, some... Secret squirrel kind of right, missions. Infiltration operations, you know. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> so it's all open. And then some a reporter actually asked this question to the Navy. Is it okay to just open this to the public? You know, this is military. Uh, uh, but then the Navy says now the Korean technology is progressed. I have a feeling the 2017 submarines are... quite a light year away from mm. 1983 submarines. I think so. So it's probably safe. Yeah, that's right. So all these vessels are preserved well. There were um, just like no remodeling job was done. So you can actually have a look at the uh, intact um, inside. I'd like to see that. I'd like to. I, I don't know as though I could live on a submarine. Could you? Oh, I don't think so. Yeah. I, the idea that I'm in this claustrophobic space mm. and above me is, you know, hundreds of meters of water. Right. I don't know if I could pull that one off. Oh. I might go a little loopy. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, too. Uh, yeah, so I'm just, you know, this is uh, along the Hangang. I would have... I would have wondered why it's not kind of closer into the city. Why this location for them? Ah, it's got some meaning behind this location where Joseon Kingdom's navy had its trainings there. And the kings would just uh, go and watch the trainings. So, for example, the, the area near Yanghuajin, which is a waterway traffic, well, in the past was a waterway traffic hub. That was a very important place for the national defense You know, the French invaded Korea, right, long time ago in 1866, and French vessels reached near Yanghuajin, which is Mangwon uh, district, but they had to just retreat the river, retreat in the river. Mm. The French had to retreat? Mm Mm-hmm. Successful defense against the yes. invading French. Right. <laughs> um, so it's a navally significant little plot of the uh, Hangang River. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit of an overview, a survey of some of the policies that the Seoul City government is putting out there. You said you can vote until December 12th, 12th right? 12th, right. And uh, so w- w- are, is there any early indication, any early results as to what proved the most popular and so on? Right. If you visit the website, you can see which policy gets the most to votes. And so far, I just, just checked it yesterday. Uh, public bike sharing system, Darungi. Darungi. That's mm. hu- I, it's hugely popular with me. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay. I'm going to go vote in favor of Darungi. All right. Can't believe we took place. that long to get to Darungi. <laughs> uh, wonderful. Right. And the next popular policy, I think it's school um, students, they just voted. Uh, public bathroom makeover project. Mm. So a task force was formed last year to renovate public restrooms at schools. Uh, of course, they are cleaner and fresher. But at the same time, these bathrooms are not just for the, the business, but uh, they can be a rest area sure. with their um, interesting features. Like ch- children can just gather up and chat with each other. It's like a cafe. The availability of clean And safe public restrooms is a standout feature of Seoul. I will definitely checkmark that as a positive as well. Is there an easy web URL? 
for this? Uh, or? Right. You can um, actually type in 내일 연구소 or tomorrow lab for Seoul uh, policies. You can just find that on a search engine mm. or you can just visit the website, promotion Uh, website. We'll make it even easier. We're mm-hmm. going to throw out the link that you can just click on on our Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, very simple. You can just cross-click and cast your vote up until the 12th on 30 policies or so. Michelle, that's our time. Thanks for coming in. Thank you.